Welcome everyone to Chestnut Hill Mass County Forum, Merrimack, uh, concluding the 2019-20 season tonight here at Boston College, and we're chatting for the final time this year with Merrimack head coach Scott Borick. And Scott, we didn't get a chance to talk on Saturday, but I wonder if we could take a look back at the Providence weekend. Maybe you could evaluate for us uh, how you thought the team played over that two-game stretch, and maybe you could compare and contrast uh, Friday's game to Saturday's. Well, I thought Friday's game was one of our best of the year. We um, very even game all the way through. Obviously, the shots were very even. Uh, I thought they really came after us early in the game, and I thought we weathered that storm in the first four to five minutes. And from that point on, I thought we played a really good hockey game. We stayed out of the box for the most part. Um, did not allow second chances. Troy made the first stops. Um, that was a you know as thorough game as I think we've played all season. Uh, and then on Saturday, um, you know, I thought the, I felt really good. Uh, coming out of the first two periods. I thought we played really hard. I thought the game was extremely even. Um, we had come back twice already, down one nothing, then down 2-1. to one. Uh, And we knew they were going to throw the kitchen sink at us in the third. They got that power play opportunity, and they really built a lot of momentum off of that and got us on our heels, got a couple of really good chances, and uh, Troy was up to the task, and once again, we didn't give them second chances. I that was the best thing about the weekend is I don't remember them having many, if any, second chances on net, and that was partly Troy uh, not letting rebounds up, but it was largely also uh, our desperation inside the house with our sticks and, and things, and we did a great job of covering those. So uh, I thought for five periods on the weekend, uh, we were right there, if not even a little bit uh, edge to us. Now, the third period was, was obviously what we expected, but I thought we handled it well and um, you know getting the winning goal there the way we did, especially a uh, big down low play by uh, Liam Walsh. Then the Reagan came and showed great poise at net front, and then Liam won the race in that front. So big win for us, uh, really well played by our guys. It was very satisfying at this point in the season given uh, what's happened throughout the year, but really launches us, I think, into the future very well. Well, uh, Scott, you talk about uh, that third period. You wind up getting outshot 22-4. to four. I think the only mistake Providence made in that period was uh, not picking up the trailer. Walsh, also Kimmins with that uh, scoring opportunity. So, uh, you know, the big goal uh, by Walsh, and uh, in spite of uh, that shot differential, uh, you were able to pull it out. Yeah, and I thought that what we did do is they, they had that power play. I think they had eight shots in the power play, and then we got on our heels, and I thought for the next three or four minutes after the power play, they really dominated us, and we were having trouble just getting pucks out of our zone. Um, and then after that, we settled down, I thought, again, and actually started you know, uh, getting some chances ourselves. And, yeah, they made a mistake in their coverage of Liam, um, but Liam worked really hard to make them make that mistake. And so that was a, that was a good play by us and a weak play by them. But end of the day, it was, it was winning, winning a race to a spot, uh, and Liam did that. Troy Cobran, Defensive Player of the Week, Scott. Really uh, an outstanding weekend, 70 saves on 72 shots, I believe it was. Uh, really, that was a weekend uh, that he'll remember for a long time. I think so. You know what? Troy's an extremely competitive guy. He's very, very thorough in his preparation. Really happy for him, you know. And I think you know, goaltending is a, a team position, and we, we've, we've stressed that all year. Um, we haven't um, always felt great about the way that our team has played the position, but I think the way we played that those two nights, the way Troy gave us confidence in his play uh, was really a big thing for our team, not only for the weekend, but moving forward as well. Scott, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the seniors. We had a nice presentation for all five seniors on Saturday night. Uh, five special players leaving this group. Uh, Sammy Tavernier, Tyler Irvine, of course, uh, the two biggest offensive uh, contributors, but uh, really all these five seniors have really left an indelible mark on Merrimack, haven't they? They have. You know what? I, I've talked a lot about them recently, and, and uh, the senior season that T.I. and Sammy have 
have put together uh, has been special. You know, they've really given us a legitimate top uh, six line in this league. Uh, their play has been outstanding all year. Their production has been outstanding. They kill penalties. Their leadership's been very good. And sometimes lost in that is a player like Tyler Drevich, who his his success is not going to show up on the score sheet as much. Um, but heck, did he play a you know a great second half and uh, really got us off to a good start. He was great last summer with our younger players. He made an effort to connect to them. Uh, he did made their adjustment easier. Uh, and then I thought in the second half he really became a ball player and really did a lot of positive things. And really between him, Liam Wallace, and Reagan Kimmins gave us a third line that could beat with anyone's, uh, and that's a really positive thing for our group. Um, and then Griff Jessica, and I can't say much more about Griff. I mean, he you know played uh, two years in our program for one year really, and he came in last year played defense all year just because we needed him to. Um, this year he's been uh, mostly in, but sometimes out, and that's hard, you know, for any player, and, and particularly for a player like himself, um, who spent made the effort to be here and made the contribution to the programs that he's made. Uh, I think it's been a tough adjustment, but he's done a great job. He's been a great teammate. I'm really proud of him. I think he's grown a lot, in, both in, on and off the ice, uh, through the sacrifices he made. And, you know, Patrick Kramer, the fifth senior, obviously is back next year. Uh, Patrick's fortunate, you know, he got injured. Uh, it's crazy thing with the NCAA. He got injured uh, in the last game. He could have got injured and got another year. If he had played one more game, he would have not gotten that year. Um, and now I think he wanted to do that with his classmates. Uh, but he's really focused on the future and trying to make himself the best player he can be for our next team next year. Scott, is there any indication that any of these guys might be playing hockey uh, beyond Merrimack here, or is it too soon to tell? I'd be shocked if uh, Sammy Tavernier and, and uh, Tyler Irvine didn't get opportunities next week. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a lot of teams watching them and talking to us about them. Um, you know, I, I would I'd expect that both those two would get ATOs uh, in the American League. Um, they really earned it, you know, and I, I hope that it happens for them sooner than later. Um, I think Tyler would like to play as well. Um, we haven't heard as much in that situation because it's a team that has a need, a special need that's going to want him to play. Um, and then Griff, I'm not positive yet. I think Griff is uh, in a situation right now with his eligibility uh, for next year. He only has half a year based on when his clock started. Uh, so he may decide to try to play next year with a waiver or uh, try to move his career on and play pro. But uh, I think all of them will touch pro hockey at some point in the next year. And um, you know, I hope it's as successful as possible. But they've earned it. Scott, tonight uh, you finish up the regular season with Boston College. This is a team you saw a couple of weeks ago. BC had a 10-1 to win over Northeastern last weekend. And uh, do you approach this game with a similar game plan that you have with Providence? Just keep these guys to the outside. Yeah, whenever you play Boston College, you want to own the middle of the rink. Um, they're a huge challenge. We saw that in a game we had here last year, uh, last week. Um, I watched their game. I scouted their game against Northeastern, and that was horrifying. Um, they played great, and they just were attacking all over the rink. Their confidence level is soaring right now. Uh, their goaltender looks almost unbeatable at times. Um, you know, but for us, as we talked about before the Providence weekend, that was our first round of the playoffs. This is the Hockey's final tonight. Uh, it's fitting it's in Boston, fitting it's against Boston College, uh, arguably the best team in our league right now, and uh, we just have to go out and play our best game. And we're going to work really hard to own the middle of the rank and work really hard to make sure that they have to go through five bodies to get to our net. Scott, we have a new commissioner in hockey, Steve Metcalf. What do you know about him? Well, quite a bit, actually. I worked with Steve at UNH for 13 years, and then uh, obviously with Diane, his wife, uh, being our, our program administrator. I've uh, been lucky enough to get to know her. I didn't really know her at UNH very well, uh, much better, and she's been great for us. Um, 
Steve is a guy who I think has longed for that job for a while. Um, he's very prepared. He did a great job in his interview process. He clearly knows the challenges, uh, and he has a vision to you know help with those challenges. So um, you know, his biggest challenge, which is I think is true for any commissioner, but particularly in our league, he's got a lot of individual fiefdoms and individual egos um, that you need to get to work for the collective good. And um, there has not been a lot of collaboration in our league amongst the universities. Um, the haves and the have-nots, you know, the have-nots want to, you know, get a little bit of the haves, but the haves tend to want to be uh, on their own page, and so that's going to be a big challenge for him. But I think it's a very good hire for the league, very good hire for the small for the small school, because I think he's coming from a school that, even though UNH has had a ton of success, it's still really a small school uh, in this in this conference. So um, I think he's coming in with the right vision, the right attitude, uh, and now it's going to be up to the, the eleven schools to buy into it. And um, I'm hopeful that we do because we could really make this game a lot better. Scott, lastly, uh, no game action now until October. So uh, what what happens next? What happens going forward in the summer and leading up to October? Uh, take us through uh, what, what that process will be. Well, the first thing for the players will be to take some time off. You know, yeah, We all talk about the physical grind that people go through, but uh, this year has been a mental grind. You know, It's really been difficult on a, young, a lot of young guys. I mean, you look at Zach Ewens, who's been a great player for us all season, but he's a true freshman who's played huge minutes all year had huge responsibility uh, he's tired mentally and physically you know Declan Carlisle who gets beat up every game because he's right in the thick of things now he needs some time you know and so and that's true for all the players I think that so what we do after tonight is you know we regroup we take a week off we get let them go on break take another week off uh, they get back on March 16th we'll start a training program uh, off ice program will be really about rehab and uh, the first two weeks will be about getting them in shape for the summer program and then the last four weeks will be you know, strength building. Uh, we'll go on the ice uh, starting on March 16th, three to four times a week. Uh, we can do that up until uh, the, the national final. Mm-hmm. It's still part of our championship season. Uh, so we'll go on the ice, but it won't be any heavy lifting. It will all be skill work, um, probably little to no teamwork, uh, just all skill work positionally. Um, then there'll be like 45 minute skates. And then, um, you know, when the guys, when we finish the uh, spring, uh, we have some time off again. Again, they'll go home with the program, uh, but they come back. Most of the team will be back uh, in July for the summer session, and that's really when next season starts. Um, you know, the summer session is big at launching you into the fall. It was very good last year for us. It'll be very, very important for us next year. Our appetite's a lot bigger as a program moving forward, uh, and we need to feed that this summer. Well, Scott, uh, last game of the year. It's always the saddest uh, for Mike and I, I know, but I want to thank you for all the time you've given us. It's been a real pleasure working with you again. Best of luck tonight. I'm sure we'll be in touch over the summer, and uh, we'll do this all again in October. Thanks again. Yeah, I really look forward to it, John. Thank you very much to both you and Mike, and uh, we appreciate your support. We especially your eff- appreciate your efforts to get to our games, particularly the ones on the road. I know it's not easy for your families, but we really appreciate We appreciate it from the people who are listening, and um, just know our program's appetite is really big for next year, and we're really excited. All right. He's Scott Borick, head coach, Merrimack Men's Hockey. Mike and I will return to Boston College in a moment with the starting lineups. You're listening to Merrimack Warriors Men's Hockey from Boston College and the Merrimack Radio Sports Network.